You're listening to SBS News. During a recent visit to Australia by Prince Harry and his wife Meghan, there was no doubting the enthusiasm of the crowds. On a visit to the regional city of Dubbo in central New South Wales, the Prince referred to his own mental health battles in encouraging people struggling during the drought to reach out for help if they need it. You need to know that part of being strong and tough is having the courage to ask for help when you need it. You must not silently suffer. You are all in this together. And if I may speak personally, we are all in this together. Because asking for help was one of the best decisions that I ever made. You will be continually amazed how life changes for better. Republicans and even some monarchists argue that that sort of support for the royals should be seen as distinct from the question of whether there's support for an Australian republic. The coordinator of the Victorian young monarchists, Claire Evans, says she doesn't believe the visit will contribute to more support for the status quo. I don't think the royal tour so much increases the support. Um, Obviously, like, the crowds didn't grow across the tour. It was pretty large from the get-go. But I do think we can't sort of mistake admiration for, um, obviously, actually understanding the system of constitutional monarchy. Um, But I do think a lot of the time it, it does showcase a lot of the good work that they do as a royal family and a lot of the the pros of the system. So, um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag. (laughs) The National Director of the Australian Republic Movement, Michael Cooney, says being excited about a royal visit does not necessarily equate to being in favour of maintaining the monarchy. I think we see there's a segment of our population who are very excited by any royal visit. Um, I think it's, if you look at those crowds, they're not particularly diverse. They represent some Australians, but not all Australians. But whether people are enthused by princes and princesses as celebrity visitors or not, they know that there's a question for Australia to answer about our future. It's a very different one from whether we're going to turn up and and say hello to either a film star or a celebrity. A news poll in April found 50% of Australian voters supported a republic, 41% wanted to retain the constitutional monarchy and 9% were uncommitted. The National Convener of Australians for Constitutional Monarchy, Professor David Flint, says Prince Harry and his brother William are popular because they are what he calls quality people. He says young Australians in particular are impressed Prince Harry has shown he's dedicated to service. We saw that with his military service, his insistence on going with his men to first Iraq and then Afghanistan, and subsequently not only in his charity work, but especially in relation to the Invictus Games, where he has shone as a a light, I think. I think Australians, particularly young Australians, recognise this. Professor Flint says those who campaign for an Australian Republic need to demonstrate what they're proposing would improve governance. We've always argued that the question is constitutional, that if you're going to change our constitution, it has to be a change which will significantly improve the governance of Australia, which puts an obligation on anybody, including so-called Republicans, Uh, that they must demonstrate that what they're proposing will improve the governance of this country, and they've significantly failed on that. 
Michael Cooney from the Australian Republic movement says mounting a case for change will take time because it's not an issue of top priority with voters. That's never going to be as immediate as power prices or refugees or the kind of really uh, urgent issues of the day. But I think Australians know that there are important things. Um, you know, there's more than one important issue at one time. Uh, this is sort of the way campaigns have changed in the last 20 years. And we saw it, for instance, with the marriage campaigns where citizens can really take a bit of charge of their campaigns, their engagement directly with each other in real-life conversations. Mr Cooney says a four-year time frame for such a change is realistic. We want Australians to have a say right at the start with a national vote in the year 2020 to answer the question, do you want Australia to be a republic with an Australian head of state? And do you want our head of state to be elected by the people or elected by the parliament? So we want to answer those two questions up front. And then we'd want to have a referendum to change the constitution and put that in place by 2022. So we think if we let Australians choose our future, that's always going to be the best way to have a strong future. But Claire Evans from the Victorian Young Monarchists says there's too much at stake for Australia to risk a republic. She says the constitutional monarchy has provided stability in Australia. Ms Evans says this year's Economist Intelligence Unit's Democracy Index ranked 167 countries on the success of their democratic systems and processes and found nine of the top 15 were monarchies. Some of the sort of criteria were whether they had checks and balances in their governments and whether the elections were free and fair. Um, and I think the fact that Australia was listed in the top 15 was no coincidence. The checks and balances that our system of constitutional monarchy provides um, and the sense of stability throughout the changes of governments ensures that this is the case. And then you have sort of the system that the Australian Republican movement is trying to push, which is a system like the United States have, and they came in at number 21 on the list of 167 countries. So I think, you know, I'd, I don't know why we'd want to lose all that. Greg Diet, SBS News. If you enjoyed this, you can find more SBS features on our website or from your favourite podcaster like iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher or Wooshka.